This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Hello, my friend, Karen. Hello, Chris. Hi. Hi. Oh, well. Hey. Hi. Oh. Oh, well. So you've got something to share. I can feel it. Oh, I mean, uh, earlier today, I, on the floor, saw a, a, what I thought was a wiggling worm. This is kind of a scary Halloween story. Okay. Uh, and I looked closer and it was a l- lizard's tail. Just a tail wiggling on its own. Uh, the lizard... Do you have a cat? I don't have a cat. I'm worried. I, the lizard, it's still in my house. It's a pet now, I guess. The tailless lizard? I, it has to be somewhere. If it lost it, its tail, true. I think out of fear. What if I step on it? I'm a little paranoid, but it's I mean, a t- tiny little tail. What do I do? Uh, Leave out cheese? What do I do? N- I don't think they like cheese. Well, here's the thing. This happened to me one time. Uh, and I forgive me, Aunt Joe, who listens to this podcast. But I got really stoned one time and went into the house to get a drink. And when I walked up to the refrigerator, I looked down and there was a very large detached lizard tail with blood on one end wriggling back and forth. And it, yes, because the um, dog, either the cat, a cat or a dog caught the lizard and the lizard was like, I'm getting away. Right. That's how they do it. But there was like a, there was a bloody element to this. So it was very, uh, it looked very much like a Halloween decoration in real life. Where it was like, it was out of context. I was having an outside kind of like chill out. And then suddenly we have disembodied lizard tail. Was it moving? Yes. It was shaking back and forth. Like it was trying to get away from me. Okay. Because no one ever, I was never briefed on the, I didn't know a disembodied tail moved on its own accord. That, that shocked me right off the bat. I think initially maybe, but I don't know when this happened, but I think I scared the tail off. Yep. Of the lizard, but it didn't look painful. I even, I picked it up. I looked at it. It looked like it was molted off, but it was still moving. Yeah, the still moving part is what is very upsetting because you just know that lizard was there moments ago. Like his hat would be flying in the air if it was a cartoon lizard. I'm not worried about 
you know, if I lay in bed and it crawls on my face, I'm really not scared of a tiny little cute lizard. I'm actually That's... pretty excited for the companionship. Okay. I hope it blossoms into more than friends. <laughs> Weird. What? Well, yeah, that. Yeah, that, you, that's I, private. Yeah, that's I didn't private. mean romantically. I, I'd oh. like to reword that. Uh, okay. I just, I just want. I mean roommates more than friend. I want to be roommates with the lizard. That's less than friends. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I don't want to get too close to it. That's all. What I'm if saying. you wake up? Mm-hmm. Head on the pillow sideways, like. Okay. Uh, Is it going to be in Steve my mouth? Carell movie. He, yeah. Where he was sleeping on pancakes. Yes. You look up mm-hmm. and you look over. And there's this lizard looking back at you, sleeping also on the other pillow. And it's the one from Geico. And it has a British accent. I, first of all, will probably change my insurance because I hear they're pretty good. Great. Uh, I'm already sold. And uh, yeah, I, I can't wait for that to happen. Please let it be so. I'm glad I ran that impossible scenario by you. So now you're prepared. I mean, this really is spooky season. If you're, if you want to talk about that. Oh, you mean my uh, slightly finished costume, which is a perfect casting of a toilet made out of uh, plaster gauze, the same stuff you'd, uh, you know, mend someone's sprained ankle with. I cast my toilet. You have to be very careful. If you imagine casting a balloon, you have to do each hemisphere of the balloon, pull it apart, then attach it later. So I did both sides of the tank. I did the front of the bowl, and it looks exactly like a toilet. I will then, in the bowl, make two leg holes. I have white tights. I got some uh, bunny rabbit slippers that happen to look exactly like clawfoot bathtub feet. I will be a walking toilet. On top, I have foam rubber. I'm using a memory foam pillow that I haven't used because of allergies. I'm Mm. going to carve perfect little dangling legs that will kick when I walk. (laughs) All of it will be attached to my body with belt loops. So I'm going to be a walking toilet with the legs. Uh, The fake ones will be attached to an Elvis. We all know that Elvis, I haven't done the research, but I do believe died on a toilet. It's, I'm not going to be, Morbid. I don't think it's going to be zombie Elvis, although now that I say it out loud, it should be. It should be a <laughs> zombie should, Elvis. It should be, yeah. I was going to be walking. Elvis in the moments before, just out of good taste, because, you know, that, that movie's on uh, the Max right now. The Max, HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, it's going to, I, the toilet, once I, once I sand it and I spray it with some sort of shellac, it's going to look like a toilet, but it, here's the thing, it weighs about three pounds. Amazing. I, I can't I can't tell you how excited I am about this costume to be coming together. I think this is the perfect time to introduce our guest yes, and then allow him talk. to weigh in on exactly how he feels about the toilet. Yes. Right? Everyone you've seen him on. I recently saw I was trying to catch up on what we do in the shadows and he was on there and it was a great uh, I hopefully he remembers that. He probably remembers it. He he remembers. He's got podcasts. He's a hilarious actor. And uh, we're going to talk about all that. Everyone put your ears together for John Gabris. Yay. Yeah, buddy. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> uh, Chris, I thought for sure you'd hit them with the credit. Uh, sometime segment producer for World's Dumbest, which is how <laughs> I first met you I when I first moved here. And I Bob didn't know. Bob Castrone got me hired to read you questions and 
let you just riff on whatever that insane show was? Yeah. It, what, what, what happened to the pop? You've done those talking head shows. That's that why- was my how my bread was buttered. I started as a PA in my career on Best Week Ever. Then I would mm. eventually be a producer on that show while being a talking head on Guy Code. And it's all the same shit. Was I you nice or it. did I snap? Sometimes I... You were... I, uh, uh, if any, uh, hopefully none of the other talking heads are listening, but you were our favorite, Chris. Oh, you were, hey, thank you. I was not right. fishing for that. I thought I was, I, I was. Oh yeah. I would not have, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have said it. But uh, I but didn't know were. anything about it. I mean, it's a world's tallest little person competition over right, there. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you're the B, you're the B team captain. Okay. But and then, I'm the water boy of the B squad. So I'm aware where I'm at too. <laughs> And you, I remember you gave, uh, like you helped immensely with the wording of jokes because sometimes I get a little too wordy, like with most sentences I've even uh, given today. And you were, <laughs> and you were great at editing my jokes. And then I didn't even know. And then I started to become more familiar with your work. And you were on like Comedy Bang Bang as really great characters. And I'm like, oh, I did not know that this guy probably should have been in my position. We do, you oh, know. Please, I do anything for two hundred dollars non-union. That number has gone up, but I'm in. I won't say it because it's humiliatingly low. It's like two sixty-five at this point. I'll do something. I'll, I'll sit in a chair and look at a clip and riff on whatever the fuck you need. It's a dry. Oh, yes. It's been a dry. Yeah. It, it was such an interesting like producer director job because I've been on the other side, uh, like you were. I mean, that was what I did on the days I wasn't on the show, and it's like you have to silently uh laugh at someone's joke with like a a smile and a thumbs up because they don't want laughing in the background and it became something that i thought i was pretty skilled at just the the silent <laughs> approval which is uh usually what yeah I like keep going oh yeah 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 uh -huh. elaborate elab you start uh Coming up can we just can dressing. we just say that again, but like a little tighter? Can yeah, we just say but, that? Uh, can we say freaking instead of fucking? Can we yeah. uh, just say that a little tighter? Uh, and why don't we take a breath there in case we want to lose the whole second half? <laughs> just tell the truth. Just you, you want to do. And we love car chases. Is all they fucking want. Like that's why yeah. I. That's why I was so successful because I'm just a fat Italian who talks with his hands. So they were like, oh, Geico, and I'm just like, you gotta buy more toilet paper. And people are like, that's not even a punchline, but it's exciting and loud, and yeah. the background is colorful, so I, I'm, I'm gonna keep this channel on. It's not easy. What we want now to use some colorful gesticulation. Yeah, we want like it's like you might as well shake keys like that's like, you know what I mean? It's like that. It, you're just like you're watching a show full of just heads talking. Yeah. So now I'm the most thrilling one because I shout and move and I, you can see sweat on my brow. Thank you for watching True TV, where we entertain babies <laughs> and produce ourselves. I love that idea that both of you have were both producers and in front of the camera. We would like, just switch and then we keep going like nodding to each yeah. other and just like <laughs> who can be more and more supportive as the job goes on but silently <laughs> john do you know you want to be sorry do you prefer to be called gabrus it doesn't matter to me uh mo i just most people do call me gabrus but i answer to john i'm cool with it whatever is easier for you i'm, I'm the cool thing with is it. i know you by your work but I have never hung out with you. Or, no. Right? Like, and we have a ton of mutuals, but we've never hung out. We were at 
a friend's wedding together. Were we? But, but, yeah, but like <laughs> we were barely together at that wedding. We just happened. That's how I knew we had mutual friends. Was I Pat Walsh's wedding? You were saying oh, yes. You, yes. Okay, yeah. so you didn't go together as gates, and Karen has forgotten. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. I know. Karen, we met on the apps, and I went with you to a wedding. It was your cousin. I gave a speech. I remember I was the guy with the hands moving. Refused to yeah. talk to him. Just like, yeah, I'll go. I'll go to this wedding with you, but please, let's not get to know each other. That is. I did that shit in fifth grade. I went to an ice skating formal with uh, poor Mar. I almost used Margot's last name, but with a young woman named Margot, who I didn't speak to the whole time we were there, and she didn't Oof. speak to me. We didn't even see each other but we were there as a couple <laughs> yeah, a lot of pressure on those early i remember our first i think it was freshman like winter formal my friend david knowles asked me who i adored and i was super excited to go with him but we were regular friends and then he came to my house put a boutonniere on my wrist and suddenly i had nothing to say to him and i was so nervous like i couldn't eat my weird grill mark chicken dinner i was just like it was it it just changed everything and it was like no, it's just that same guy. Like, what are you doing? Dude, yeah. it's so, at, at like three or four years ago at the age of 37-ish, I had this realization that I was like, man, probably that girl I was hanging out with like every weekend in sixth grade and we were just friends and we would dance and we didn't date anyone else. Like, and I liked her, but I was too afraid to say maybe we were. I could have said like, there's so much stuff in my life where I'm like, oh, you know what? I think we liked each other. That was a year of my life and uh, like pressing boners into fucking Arizona jeans. <laughs> so I told I totally get it. And, I, I, and like, especially if you're like a funny as a, def a defense mechanism person, the second you're like, oh, I'm like the funny one around my friends. And then the second like uh well we're gonna have a, a title for the brief moment all of a sudden you're like well you can't just be a goofball with christine you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i have to be suave or something yeah, yeah change the the show ends and suddenly it's like yeah it's a one-on-one -on -one where you're just like oh i just yeah i have nothing to bring to this if there aren't like six girls standing behind you with their arms crossed that i'm you know trying to like make laugh then there's just no, i have nothing to say i don't know what you want it's so funny because you described i had a, a girlfriend in sixth grade and all of her friends would stand around us in a semicircle with their arms crossed <laughs> uh berating me and asking me why i was scared to kiss her for the first time and it's because mm. well it's because you're all surrounding me and you have us <laughs> backed against the wall it's not the most romantic sixth grade plus i'm scared what if i don't know how to do it even after all this <laughs> pillow practice. I, yeah, I, I had a group of girls tell me how to kiss. For, like they were my girlfriend's friends and we were like making out. It was like seventh grade. So we were new to making out. And me and this girl, Jen, were making out all the time. And then her friends had like an intervention with me. It was like, no. you need to like calm down a little. Like and yeah. I was like oh, no. the harshest, like hearing that you're like, I was so excited to be French kissing a girl regularly. And then I'm being told by her girlfriends. And then of course your brain, if you're at all uh, uh, neurotic or creative, you're like, you visualize her telling her friends, that, oh, and yeah, this is how this fat fucking pig kisses me. <laughs> and you're like, no! <laughs> he stabs me with his tongue. Yeah. And I was like, I was the most timid. I was so scared. So like what I was doing was just like inaccurate representation of how I was feeling too. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> 
It's because so of, humbling. Yeah, yes. they do all these open mouth note. It's movie kisses, you know. Yeah. It's it's bad if all you do if you're raised by television, which I I know you are because of the podcast you have that's called <laughs> Ra- Raised by TV. I'm nice able to one, do that. Chris. I'm able to fit in plug. You are. Uh, yeah. You're you, like Wikipedia that you can have organic hyperlinks in your conversation. Yeah. yeah it's, it's real... Live footnoting of my career. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. IMDb link to. While talking, dumbest. sometimes I just say the word asterisk. <laughs> and then I go back to it later. Okay. That was too. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, we, we get bad. You pick up bad habits from movie kissing. That's on. That's my defense. Well, and you just don't know, like you truly are new. The idea that you would then be getting notes from people outside of the immediate pair is very upsetting. Yeah, like it's that, the it's like what your worst nightmare is. Is yes, that you're it is. like like it's it's locker room talk. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not as we know it now, but yeah, yeah, seventh grade. Oh man, yeah. Just she like- also told everyone I was weird because the first time she gave me a hand job, I didn't come. That is that like <laughs> that is. I, I haven't listened to D, uh, Do You Need a Ride in a while. Is it this? Is it this live these oh, days? Yeah. I'm sorry if I'm being too raw. We talk about coming. All the time. Just nonstop. Yeah. (laughs) It's medically dangerous, but we don't care. I actually, this made me think of, and I'm not going to say anyone's name, but there was a boy that I absolutely adored from sixth grade to eighth grade. Say his name. I can't. I can't. Okay. It would be too That's humiliating. My, yeah. the, my Trevor town. Noah. <laughs> no. What? I grew up in South Africa. Um, so, so, so then one year, like when we were in our thirties, it was Christmas break and everyone comes back home and goes to the same bar. So you get to see everybody kind of like years after. And we got super shit faced. Me, my sister and her friend, Adrian, we leave the bar. We're walking back to our car. And I see that this boy that I, my basically junior high super crush is walking down the street toward me shit faced and I'm shit faced. And we walk up to each other and he's like, Oh my God. Hey. And I'm like, hi. And then he walks me to the car and we start making out (laughs) and which was thrilling in the moment. And the way he kissed, it was so strange. It was like, like a kind of like a lizard tongue just going in and out real fast. Oh, wow. And it was, and I finally said, wait, stop doing that. Kiss me like you're in seventh grade. <laughs> and then we really made out. It was awesome. But it was almost like I, like the entire time I was like, I was so jealous of all those girls I knew you were making out with in junior high. And that's what you were doing. Like that is <laughs> no one ever stopped you and said, this is weird. But you brought up seventh grade and he did it old, old school and he was better at it. Like he, he took a note like he wasn't I was wow, my own okay. group of girls with their arms crossed. And I was just like, you don't need to do X. You got him out of his stuff. head, I bet. Like, yes. I bet you that's what you like. He was overthinking it. And then you said that. And I like the ice is broken. I mean, I know you're already making out, but yeah, you broke the residual ice there. I feel like that's that was it was basically my way of saying, can we time travel back to when I really liked you, please? Because this yeah. is <laughs> I feel like this is a huge get back that I'm like, I really won this long game the serious like 28 year long game (laughs) yeah that's awesome that's like the version of like if i could go back with what i know now now you're like confident funny karen who's like kiss me like a fucking seventh grader you numb nuts and you're like yes yeah And then my sister was like, get in the car. You're so drunk. And then he kind of disappeared. And that was it. And that was, you know, that was it. 
it is it is uh, possibly unhealthy how often I play that game. If I could go back, knowing what I know now, uh. and in dreams and everything, and and <laughs> you know during a pep assembly where I wish I knew how to play piano, everything just like Groundhog Day. Like uh. I don't know why that was. Mine, always... mine are all like I should have done this instead of what I did in that moment, <laughs> and my life I wouldn't have like a shudder in the shower monthly. Like, right. all I, and yours is like I wish I would have gotten up and played the surprised or, everyone with a recital. Or I wish <laughs> I was more involved in the arts. I don't know why it was either. Yeah, piano or saxophone in front of the whole school. Oh, I man. didn't do anything. All I did was brood. And and not make <laughs> eye contact. And skate. And skate silently without making eye contact. I should have been playing sweet, sweet sax in front of the whole school. Yeah. Oh, man, it's too late to go back, though. You can... I also had that as a college student who really leaned heavily on drinking as much beer as I could to get through all of the awkwardness that I thought I was the only one who felt all the time. Right. And there, and there was... Uh, there was someone who I then later met like three years later who was like, yeah, you and me or whatever. And then I was like, nah, like to his face, that kind of thing where you're like, if I wasn't so in my head, like you're saying, it's like, and I, and it's nice to say it. It's like, cause we're creative. That That's the excuse where it's like, okay, good. That's cause I was creative. Cause it makes me feel crazy. Where it's like, I literally saw the world incorrectly. It feels like in looking back where it's just like, God, I was stupid. God, I was only focusing on like the worst, dumbest things. Yeah. Oh man. I know. I, that shit is brutal when you really, like, you're like, ah, like I, I uh, re- frequently I'm, I'm childless. Don't intend to have any kids, but I frequently flash to me scream crying in my parents' face with a lie within the, uh, I know it's a lie and going, how come you don't fucking believe me? Like hysterical <laughs> crying. And I just think about that and I'm like, they know I, they knew I was lying in that moment. They like, like I, and I'm like, it's cr- cr- Jesus. I'm like saying the most dramatic shit. Uh, yes. And I'm like, Always. just think, I think about that all the time. And I'm like, you could have just fucking went downstairs and played video games and kept your fucking mouth shut. And you wouldn't have, <laughs> absolutely been a prick to your parent like who who sucked so it's like it's equal like we're fair but it's not like but i i, I just like that's the behavior i come to where i'm like oh my god or like pining over who i thought who everyone agreed was the hottest chick in school and like ignoring like the busty nerd who i was friends with who you know like now is my absolute type you know like yeah. what the fuck was i doing yeah. Well, she was wearing overalls covered with paint. It's hard to know. Yeah, how was I supposed to know? Yeah. It wasn't until she took her hair down and brought. Yeah, yeah. Then you'd, you'd be like, what in the world? Oh. I didn't know she walked in slow oh, motion no. along to AHA. I never date a girl with a messy top knot. I'm 16. <laughs> Cheerleader or bus. Every time. John, do you know what you're going to be for Halloween? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was really, the, t- the toilet costume really got me, especially because I know you're uh, uh, so artistic. Uh, so I was stoked. I was like, You Ooh. know what I'm saying, though. You visualize that it would I be. Visual- I, I'm here for it. A plaster <laughs> toilet that you're walking. Like, I, I didn't even, I was so on board. And then you said Elvis, which I think is like the crucial part of the costume. And I was already like, this is bananas. Perfect. I was like, oh, I would have like loose 
Snickers and Twix floating around in there. But now I'm like, the Elvis thing is even better like, right. than like chocolate. I gotta think about, yeah, peanut butter and But you can, you can have sandwich. it in uh, in wrappers and people could get that. And then you could also be sharing candy with friends. Oh, too. that's mm-hmm. a great idea. Then it's interactive. <laughs> yeah, people can re- reach into the toilet where your genitals, I <laughs> yes. think, will be. <laughs> and that's called takeaway. That's a, then, the audience needs takeaway. <laughs> And everyone gets insane allergic reactions to your memory foam pillow. (laughs) (laughs) There's a reason I don't use it. (laughs) I'm going to stand in it. My, my, the best part is they're going to be tiny legs. I'm on purpose making them little legs because I know it'll be funnier. Little withered Elvis legs. Yeah. Just trying to convince everyone. I want to be so realistic that people leave the party going, did Elvis have little legs? (laughs) We just were distracted. No one noticed because of his pelvic work. (laughs) (laughs) To draw the the eye up and away from his spindly legs. (laughs) His little tiny legs. Gabrus, have you given it any thought? What are you going to be? See, this is, I never really have like a a Halloween costume occasion. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, it's uh, since mutual friend Scotty stopped having his Halloween party, I kind (laughs) of don't have like a costume party, that thing I go to. Like, my, and my, my wife always dresses up, but she like dresses up like from her closet in an insane way. Actually, you know what? I'm going to call bullshit on her. She's not here to defend herself. So perfect. <laughs> perfect. Uh, she buys herself insane actual clothes, the, like, you know, expensive dresses that she's like, this is my Halloween dress. So I was like, okay, it's a $900 costume, I guess. And no one knows what you're being. It's just beautiful. Okay, fair. I'm a fancy lady out on the town. It's like, yeah. it's great. You can wear it again sometime. Hell, I mean, it's. I guess that's better. I, I always end up slapping together some random like dumb uh movie reference from like a from a 40 year old uh white guy like you'd imagine i've I've been like kurt russell four times in like four different (laughs) yeah yeah look sunglasses and a dress shirt and tidy whities (laughs) (laughs) i was risky business uh twice in college (laughs) (laughs) i knew it so wait do you just got to walk around in your underwear all night with a big shirt on yeah uh, nice. I, that was that was kind of uh, par for the course for me. I was, you know, like a light. I was a light exhibitionist. I mean, was I guess I am, but still. But uh, <laughs> it was a direct conflict to my lack of confidence in my uh, body. In my so I like I went through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you gotta flaunt it. I was like, I'm the guy. I'm like belly, like shirt off first at the party. It's like I know I'm fat. Say something, you fucking assholes. I'm like okay, but look no at my one... gorgeous skin tone. You can't argue with this. <laughs> and then if only I knew when I was at the age I'm talking talking about i was in the best shape i'll ever be in <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a little fat 15 year old it's like brother you're gonna you have no idea where this train is <laughs> on and we don't have to skip to this right now we can keep talking about halloween but i just want to say on the show that you were on with adam pally 101 places to party before you die which i am the, the number max. one fan of Oh, on the max yeah. on the max did you know um, we were calling it the max <laughs> yeah you mentioned it earlier oh, okay okay yeah we're gonna get that started this is it it's already <laughs> taken off yes <laughs> but there's a bunch of scenes where you jump into bodies of water and like and it's like a smash cut from you guys doing shots somewhere to you in a um, I was going to say a bikini. In it a is speedo. a bikini. Yeah, it is, it's a boy's <laughs> bikini. Um, just like doing a swan dive into something. And the first time and 
and I want you to take this in the correct way. I laughed in that way where it was like freedom, like fuck yes. <laughs> You're like, cause it looks great and it looks super fun. And it's so like the spirit of that show is so fucking delightful on like a Sunday afternoon to be like, now I'm there. Now I'm doing that. Like very almost quarantine. -y. It would be the dream quarantine show, but we're, but we're out now. But yeah. it's such hopefully, a good show. hopefully we get another uh, life threatening disease hits, yeah. uh, hits the state side <laughs> so that our show people, our ratings will pop. Finally. And maybe uh, Karen, that is so nice of you to say, I wanted to say that. Thank you so much. That's Absolutely. very kind. No, it yeah. really is. It's, and, and I was watching it first. Cause it's like, I adore Adam Pally and I, I know he's just always funny. And the two of you to get, I was like, well, this guy's, this guy's really funny. Like, I, like the combination of the two of you, the fact that you're actually friends and then the things you're doing, which are actually things you want to be doing. So it's not, it does not feel produced. It right. doesn't feel in any way fake. Like. It, it, it's the first time in this industry that like imposter syndrome was not activated in me on what yeah, I was yeah, doing. This is like, I was me. just like, oh, I, I actually, and I had confidence while we were shooting. I'm like, I'm actually pretty good at flirting funnily with, in a comedic way with the server. Like, yes. that's what I do every night of the week in yeah. LA. And now <laughs> I get to do it on, like, I'm just like, oh shit. Like, I, I was so like, I felt so in the pocket. Like, I was just yeah. like, oh, this is what I do well. Cause it wasn't acting i no. felt you know what i mean like i yeah. was just like oh go to the restaurant and eat and drink what you would eat and drink normally with your friend yeah and it and fucking <laughs> it be so funny there's also an act to, like they have you go and do is it stunts or how intense are the actual activities they have you we do? do like uh pretty not we do pretty basic activities normally but then in a couple episodes we do some shit that like and we are conveying how much we dislike we rappel down a waterfall in maui and both of us hate it and scream the whole time it was and, scary yeah. it was and we scary. were terrified yeah. i was legit terrified i we were like adam and i were like like nauseous in the ride up we were like and we're 40 year old men who are like <laughs> We're executive producers. Can't we just not do this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, or like, or like, if fucking, you know, if I'm trying to think of like a any actor of any, if Ed Helms didn't want to do something, they wouldn't be like, <laughs> no, get your ass on the fucking waterfall, Ed Helms. No, he has final say. I'm like, why don't we have? Fi and it's like we do, but at the same time, we're like, we're also like this. I have the energy of like, I'm a, I have like FOMO in such a way that I counter it by like, I want to check off the box of, I, I want to try and do everything in life. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I can't say no, but I was gen and I don't like riding horses either. And I had to do that too. And uh, that comes across <laughs> in the episode, anything where like someone's in charge of my weight. I'm like, no, that's not fair to you. You no. didn't do this. <laughs> I did this to myself. I'll carry myself around. <laughs> You don't have to do this. You're just living your life, Beauregard or whatever the fuck your name is. Also, the, Chris, just so you know, in that episode, the two women who were teaching these guys how to repel were the most lithe, tiny. They're just like, here's how you do it. It's like, right. That's how you fucking do it. Right. It's, it's easy for you. It's like a leaf filling like professional down. guides. They're like, it's just this. I'm like, do you have any idea the disconnect from me seeing what you're doing to me trying to do that? You're a different species of the creature, you and I. But it, then it really did feel like when you guys got down to the bottom, like I, I literally exhaled and I was like, this is fucking great TV because it wasn't like 
it's not like it was, you know, a giant mountain or whatever, but there was like just this short amount of risk that it's just like, are they going to do it? I would quit. Like, I literally was like, I would quit. I wouldn't do it. And we were like hugging at the bottom. Like <laughs> yeah. we really did it. Like we were so proud of each other <laughs> that we were like, oh, th- now we understand like why this is going to be in the show. Like, like yeah. we're like, we were like literally like we overcame something like <laughs> such like, you know, your life is cush when uh, like a vacation activity was like, I finally overcame <laughs> something and I did something that's expensive and fun <laughs> that families yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> but great. I did it and it was a triumph. Is this a show that you and adam developed like came up with or yeah we bought the rights to a book called 101 places to get fucked up before you die oh uh, okay and then kind of uh adapted it to like more about the before you die like make it for for 40 year olds by 40 year olds or you yeah. know for <laughs> not young people by not young people and uh we wanted it to be uh we, you know and like it, it was it's a backdoor way to do improv on tv like right. you know improv is so hack to watch when it's like it, on tv and in, in specifically but when it's curb or when it's uh you know fucking bourdain conversing with a bartender in marrakesh or whatever you're like yeah. this fucking rules like so we want to and we love and we love them the movies the trip like that we like Yo, were obsessed yeah. with those when they came out we were like this is the gig, dude. You eat at these fancy restaurants and talk about but whatever you want. And someone makes it into a movie, like, yeah. and then like yes. that's where the the fucking uh, nexus. The that's the inkling of how this show came together. We shot a movie together in Italy and had a couple of days off together, and we were just driving around and having so much more fun than the days on the movie on our days <laughs> off. We were like, you know, when you're fucked up with your friends and you go, this is the show. Like we did yeah. that and <laughs> somehow completed that idea. Like, and it was, we were like, dude, this is the show. It's just you and I fucked up out of our minds That's trying to great. get prosciutto in Tuscany. Or is the trip yeah. the, the Steve Coogan thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the best. It's yeah. So yeah. good. Those guys are so fucking funny. There's this part too, and not to, sorry, not to be like super nerdy or whatever, but this was one of those things where like, I'm always searching for a show to hook into. And it's usually a, like a Swedish procedure. (laughs) Okay. I thought I had, I thought I had a guess there. That's by the way, the, we should talk because the amount of Danish and Nordic fucking crime thriller series I've watched. Have you watched <laughs> Das Chestnutman or whatever? The Chestnut Man? I started it and it seemed really dark. And I was like, am I in a okay headspace to watch this? Because it seemed like children were killed. Yeah. 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 It's fucked up. It's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good to know. But I, I'm in your I'm in that wheelhouse too. I love that shit. I love like a brooding person Ugh. in in a parka. I love watching people go into snow, but I don't have to be cold like that is and then do some crimes. But the thing I was going to say about watching you guys is all those things you just said where it's true. You it's real. So you guys know how to be on camera and still be real and be funny. Like so the riffing is really excellent and and appreciated because it is so hard. Like, you know, I worked on the production side of TV a lot like you guys. And that thing of trying to do field pieces and man on the street, everybody thinks it's like easy and you just go out. It's so fucking hard to get people to act normal, to act normal yourself, to have it be like in that pocket. But the other thing I observed is you guys have fucking immaculate manners. So you are modeling behavior for like young partying people that so it's like be friends with your bartender. They'll fucking hip you to what's good. 
ask people what they think, say hi to the regular that's sitting at the end. Like there's all these things where I'm like, this is more than a travel show. (laughs) It's a a behavioral lesson. It is. It's like, this is, this is how you have the most fun. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Invite other people into your party drink as many fucking of the signature cocktails as you can like it's just fun it feels i've been fun. an obnoxious drunk my whole life and only been thrown out of a place like once or twice <laughs> and right. it was like private functions not the bar like because i i'm also i'm i was a bartender i was a server i was a bouncer so i did all that shit so i i don't want to fucking make anybody's day harder i've eaten meals with fucking hair in it i've eaten a <laughs> meal that was cold and not what i ordered without saying a fucking word mm-hmm. i've drank drinks i'm allergic to out, like out of like pride but yeah. i just love and, and i the other thing was it was post pandemic. So I, I had been like thinking a lot about all my friends that I met like bartending and serving and like in that industry and how they were like treated like, like the nurse and my, my family's all nurses and teachers. So they fucking put their time in. But like, I was thinking about the waiters who didn't even get like pots banged for them and shit. But, right, like, right. Yes. Short order cooks are getting like risking their life so that I can get my fucking truffle fries delivered or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, I, and during that, Adam and I were talking a lot because uh, we were pitching it. And then once it's sold, we actually sold it in February, 2020. Uh, oh. the pitch and they were Perfect like all right we'll shoot it in like april and then we just pushed it like three months six times yeah. uh, and sh- eventually sh- but that whole time we were like dude our show and because also we couldn't go to crowded places due to uh warner brothers like covid regulations oh, uh, uh so when we were shooting the pilot it's like dude we should be talking to the servers and bartenders and not like uh, the drink expert guy let's talk to whoever the guys uh, the person is doing the shift and that ended up being like the best part of the show for me was talking yeah. like, and eventually people don't want to hear from two like successful 40 year old white straight guys all the time, believe it or not. We're just, we're on vacation. Eventually people are going to be like, we fucking hate these guys. They're just like, <laughs> Oh man, I have diarrhea again. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so getting to talk to like servers and bartenders in all these different cities and shit like that really like, Oh, like open the show up. So I appreciate you noticing that. And then for us, it's like showcasing the bartender is like if people start going to La Factoria and tip the shit out of Carlos, I'm yep. I'm honored. Like yes. that, that makes me very happy. Yeah. Yes. No, it's great. I can't wait to watch. I'm gonna. I'm not. I I don't. I'm not a liar. I'm just gonna say that right now. Right when we're done, <laughs> I'm gonna watch at least three episodes. I'm not a person who uh, thinks you should have have watched it by now. So don't worry. Like, right. I don't give a fuck. We're both like, I appreciate that page. you are going to watch it, but uh, I, I, if you never do, that's fine. Why I, you know. don't you believe me, John? <laughs> I totally believe <laughs> you. you did it. Like, cause I would, I can sniff. I've sniffed out. Like I had to do a bunch of press for this job. I sniffed out like so many oh, liars totally. and I just like, I'm not going to say, I'm like, well, oh, thanks for having me on. You're fucking that, 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 you know, I'm just like, this is so cool. So you guys are like partying, partying. It's like, you got a clip. I know you can, you didn't just, watch it. Just watch it. It's five minutes. Uh, all right. John Grabus, Adam Pauly. We're talking to him tonight. And it's like, uh, thank you. I was, my nephew came to visit me for the weekend and I had just watched the first episode. And so he and I were hanging out and then I'm like, can I just make you watch a TV show real quick? And we binge the rest of the season. Like he, cause I was like, he was young. He's like 30 basically. 
and a young single guy out on his own or whatever, where I was just like, I want you to see this. I want you to know like how like, this is a great way to be funny. This is a great way to hang yeah. out. Like this is a great way to be like the idea that you guys call your family. It's just like this shit. I was every time you guys did something like that, I was like, fucking yes, A plus. <laughs> like, and I didn't realize you guys were the EPs. I didn't realize you guys had so much. I was like, whoever's producing this is a fucking yeah. badass. They know what they're doing. Whoever's like, making them do these stunts against their will <laughs> is a genius. <laughs> fucking, it's we, had a, we had a hell of a showrunner and a great producing team, not only on like the front end of like finding cool spots for us to go to and heeding our feedback and our ideas of like, I want to make Adam play rugby with me in Hawaii or whatever. <laughs> so it was cool to get to do a lot of that shit. But like our team is just so good. And like, they know they're like, give them another like 25 minutes. They're going to find like, they're just yeah. fucking getting, you know, like they're like, get, let the three drinks hit them. Then they'll be fucking oh, speaking great. gibberish. But yes. right now we just got to, Oh, you guys want to get anything else? <laughs> like, that's like so another round? They're like yes. experts at keeping, they're like, and uh, my, my, one of my best friends, one of my, uh, Adam's other friends who were started in comedy together is the producer, like the guy oh, behind the kidding. scenes. Yeah. This is my buddy, Justin Tyler. And he, uh, and he's uh, an ex-server and a ex and current alcoholic. So like all of like us, <laughs> like and we were drinking together for like twenty years. So it's like that having that guy is like your producer is like get Gabriel another fucking drink or like yeah. like it like it it the vibes are really fun. I mean, wow. you would imagine like to, to to take this job on the crew. It's like not a fun. It, it's a hard job, and you have to be around fun. And yeah. not have it. And not participate. Like, yep. Yeah. 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 So every night is like the crew is like, we're ready to get ripped. And me and Adam are like, we're good for a couple. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm absolutely hung over the next day while I got to go fucking go to brunch and eat a French onion soup omelet or some shit. <laughs> My favorite. I'm so jealous of just you talking about this stuff. And Karen, she's not blowing smoke because she was telling me about this show she's in too deep if she's ago. like if she's just if she's just being if she's just being nice she's fucking going for it and that's like, like, <laughs> i am the phoniest of all the hollywood phonies i'm you're so like i have bullshit. to watch this i have to. you're just like <laughs> but you were like guessing all this in crazy like fucking right? uh, you ate a sandwich shit. you ate a sandwich in new orleans right didn't you and also i guess because i really I'm one of those people that kind of hates everything and that it, I'm from the nineties. So it's like, that used to be my personality, like a thousand percent where I'm just like, I'm the one that says no to the thing you love or whatever. And so kind of, it sucks. You know, trying to lose that, like that isn't cool. Like it's over pavement, get away, Kurt Cobain, whatever. And kind of going into like the, the improvish, you know, internet based two thousands that we're in which is so much better. It's like stand up versus improv where like standups are controlling and it has to be like, I get the joke and you don't get the joke or whatever. And the first improv class I took, I was like, Oh fuck, this is what we're supposed oh, to be Oh, they have doing. no jokes and they're all think they're funny. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> and take this from someone who dedicated 20 years of their life to an insane yeah, yeah. fucking art form that <laughs> and made almost 10 grand in those 20 years doing it. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm the five figure. I'm one of the I'm probably including cuz I also I did Wild and Out, so I actually have kind of like a one of the higher improv salaries. I mean, just behind like Colin Mockery, probably. <laughs> that good, good improv money. That yeah, that non-union improv, baby. <laughs> no residuals. You didn't play, spend any time writing this bullshit down. So, so wait, is that? 
No, go ahead, Karen. I was just going to ask you got is is UCB um, New York where you That's got That's what start? I was going to ask. Hey. <laughs> I'm Excellent. not kidding. I'm not yeah. kidding. I got started in my early 20s in New York City at UCB New York. I'm from Long Island. So when I was home for a summer from college and I was doing short form and sketch comedy and making videos at school with friends. And I was like, I came home, like Googled improv, uh, Yahooed improv. You know, yeah, yeah. 1999. Or, no, no, this you would be like 2000. <laughs> yeah. I, I met a crawler. Uh, I <laughs> to Alta Vista. In, it was, so it was like 2003. <laughs> I think I took my first class uh, the summer. I was a beach lifeguard uh, bartender. And then like one night a week in flip flops and board shorts. And this is another moment in your life when you're, you're like a 21 year old beach bum who happens to be like the funniest kid at lifeguarding. And then you're taking like uh, taking that insane confidence on the train to New York city to like artists doing art. And you are like, I'm the school clown, you know, yeah. like, I, and like, I just showed up super tan and like flip flops yeah. and everybody was like, Oh, this fun. And like in hindsight, like I'm just imagining after teaching, you know, 70 level one classes, I'm like, Oh my God. If I had a kid like myself, I'd yeah. be like, dude, you, you have so much, your life is going to be so much worse for you. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but and yeah, then you find out that everyone you're doing improv with is also a really good lifeguard. That was always like how I maintained my confidence was like, I was always either like a lifeguard or a power lifter or playing rugby in New York city and a comedian so i was always like the strongest like jockeyest uh, improv guy and always <laughs> the funniest guy on the rugby team never really excelling in the right category at the right time yeah, but can. it was enough for the ego boost that i'd be like i love playing rugby I, they all think i'm hilarious i love doing comedy they all think i'm big and strong it's like, did you ever someday right? that'll flip but yeah. it never happened yeah work-life balance with your rugby did you ever go to missoula my hometown to play maggot fest no, but that is like legendary. Everyone talks about maggot. I met dudes in in Maui outside that biker bar from the episode. Uh, Chris, you'll get that eventually. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Never. I always gotta do my research. But th there were just these bikers who were like, "Dude, you played with the Maui rugby team, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." It's like you gotta come to Maggot Fest, man. This guy was like sixty with like a bald head with tattoos on his head. And I was like, "Yeah, man, probably gonna skip this one." <laughs> yeah, it was my first because I would go. I did T-shirts every year for Maggot Fest. I worked at a at a screen printing shop, and so I was allowed to go. And it was my first time, you know, as a young adult, realizing, oh, I totally get along with big, tough alpha male dudes. Uh, <laughs> maybe I secretly am one. I was just born with little legs, uh, <laughs> like Elvis. Yeah, I got a lot of little, little, little time, but you got to see my pelvis work. <laughs> And that's how I got into Maggot Fest, all pelvic. <laughs> but yeah, it was—it's just insane partying and people in tents and uh, enjoyable fights and like where guys punch each other and then they hug and I'm like, oh, that this is a hundred percent healthy, even though I just watched a guy punch someone. 
it was yeah the, rugby players we like to say soccer is a gentleman's sport played by hooligans and rugby is a hooligan sport played by gentlemen mm. uh, oh well that's yeah let's see that should there's be- like an unspoken code like you're allowed to get in fights on the pitch and like you know shit can happen like that you're stepping on each other and like drop but afterwards the uh, uh the home team hosts the other team for a drink up and you have to like drink together so it's oh. like, yeah, it's a really, obviously you see how I found the sport, but uh, <laughs> like that vibe was always like cool. And like, I'm, I'm just jumping out uh, projecting here, Chris, but like from like extreme, extreme sports people, you know, street sports people, they're always like, they do a thing that they love that is so obviously going to hurt them at some point. Yeah. It's <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think there's a kinship amongst like the skater snowboarder world and like the rugby playing world. Cause it's like, I love this fucking thing that we owe like, you know, frequently substances are involved during or after. <laughs> and it's like that. I think there's the kinship there. Cause I grew up skating on long Island. So like the vibes are like, dude, he fucking wrecked on that deck. And it's like, that was sick. And you're like limping for a day and you're like yeah. proud of it. And that was me with like, I have scars in my temple from where a cleat scraped me and I like still talk about it. And it happened 18 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that I swear to you, I'm not making it. When I was bonding with these older rugby men, it was all about, I've broken this ankle twice and this foot once and this, I separated this shoulder and then they're like skateboarding. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's, and then they're like, dude, this guy's fucking <laughs> yeah. hard. He should be the hooker, man. Yo, <laughs> Fairbanks, wear this jersey, dude. Like, <laughs> But it's a double extra large. No, that's just one of our larges. <laughs> the coolest thing about rugby, like or the weirdest thing about rugby, too, especially in America, is not enough people play it to like really field teams like that you want. And also no one really has like experience in it. And people get hurt, especially in men's league or uh, adults league. You, you don't last as long. Yeah. So bodies matter. So people are down to be like, Hey, I got this, this fucking skateboard dude. He's got little legs like Elvis, you know, traditionally has, <laughs> but he's tough as nails and he's down the clown. Everyone's like, sign him up. And everyone would like on your team would like weirdly respect you, even though like that is not like how you think the alpha system works, yeah, but everyone's yeah. just like, we got another body, throw it in the war. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like, it's like a draft. We're happy to have whoever. So the, and like, you know, they'll be like, Hey, I, I've played with like a Mormon and Polynesian team from Utah in a tournament where I was like, Hey, can I get a run in with you guys? They're like, yeah, what do you play? I'm like prop, but I'm, I'm out of shape. They're like, great. We'll pull you in at the second half. And like playing with like a strange team made up of like Mormons and fucking uh, a Polynesian Mormons, like uh, people wow. who moved to Utah from different from the South Pacific. Wow. Mm. It was fucking rad as hell. And then also you realize like mission work and like, oh, this is kind of weird. And uh, yeah. I don't fully understand religion and colonies yeah. and all that shit. But they're all playing rugby <laughs> in, in white button up shirts. They all <laughs> yeah. ride bikes <laughs> there. Their name tags causing blood to come out of their pecs. <laughs> <and shit. laughs> I have to tell you guys, actually, I had two Mormons ring my doorbell a couple of weeks ago. It was probably three weeks ago. And it was like at eight o'clock at night. So it was pitch black outside and the doorbell rings and I'm like, this is scary, but let's see what happens. And I open the door and it's two Mormons and they, I think had met the guy that owned the house before I did. So they were, they were asking for him. Like it like, we need to talk to him. He's the guy that talks to us. And I was just like, no, no. And then I almost, almost said, I was about to shut the door and I almost said, don't do this at night. 
don't do this like <laughs> once the sun goes down. It's bad for you. It's bad for me. Like women don't do aren't going to answer the door. I mean, people aren't going to answer the door, but like, you know, my, yeah. my wife will call me and she'll be like, someone's knocking on the door. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, yes. I'm not home. Like, you got, <laughs> who is it? She's like, I'm not looking. Then they'll know I'm home. Yes, like, exactly. Then the little thing opens, the light goes through. Oh, just yeah. weird. I was like, why? I thought they only could do it during sunup. Like, By I, doing, I you mean do service. Weird. Isn't it called doing service? Do. <laughs> Uh, on a mission because mormons are sort of anti-vampires right they have to be <laughs> home before dark <laughs> and like coca-cola is their garlic yeah. <laughs> or like uh, caffeine yeah they're like wait what's what's in this what's in this oh no we're gonna multiply well sorry that's gremlin <laughs> i was confused though and bb's kids they don't die, they multiply. <laughs> oh right <laughs> why do i know that because i have like 40 phrases burned in my brain that if I hear half of it, I have to say the other half. And I don't <laughs> yeah. know why. Yeah. <laughs> and you said multiply. I'm like, we don't die. We multiply. Yeah. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> it has to be said. Yeah. yeah it broken. Yeah, and if not, I'll get off with you and then I'll go out to my wife and be like, we don't die. We multiply. <laughs> be like, remember babies, kids? <laughs> and she's like, what is this from? I'm like, help me get it out of my system. <laughs> Do something. Please do something. React. Funny? Bad? <laughs> Tell me. Get mad. Be happy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I just need, I need a blink. Blink if it's okay. John Gabris, is there anything you want to talk about before we say goodbye? Anything you want to plug or like? Anything? I just weigh in on like insane global politics. <laughs> I'm like, well, let's stay the fuck out of Crimea. And everyone's like, what? I don't, that was so uninformed. He moved his hands a lot, so I believe him. Uh, <laughs> no, I got uh, nothing. I got some. Uh, I got some podcasts. Uh, you can find them uh, wherever you get podcasts. High and Mighty and Action Boys and uh, 101 Places to Party Before You Die. Now on the Max. If on you're the Max. You, if you're a Dinar reader, you know what the Max is. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah. Uh, it's not where the Bayside kids hang out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, see that's another it's like right in my head the whole time the max is like that's the name of the you know you're like you don't have to tell them that you're yeah. just a Make guest the on the mic and <laughs> i'm not gonna get credit for the reference say it say it no i was gonna say wait isn't that the peach pit but then i realize i have the shows confused <laughs> the, of course it was the max of course john you're hilarious you're the best this was a blast you guys rule i'm i'm such fans so this rolls this was fun same for me. same that went by that it honestly felt like five minutes i'm so excited that was so easy <laughs> yeah, yeah we have to have you back when we're inevitably in a car and we'll give you a ride to something yes you've been listening to do you need a ride dyn ar <laughs> This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Mixed by John Bradley. Our talent booker is Patrick Kotner. Theme song by Karen Kilgareth. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dynar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Honk, honk. Outro. Yeah, we used to do the honk in the uh, car, John. That's why I have to say it. 
Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.